Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day. And welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice. And I say another edition, it's been a little while since our uh, last session. In fact, it's been pretty quiet on the channel. Thank you for uh, tuning in and sticking with us. I have uh, excuses slash explanations as to why we've been absent for a little while. But we'll get to that in a moment. Let's bring in the guys. Good evening, everyone. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Shameless Good plug. Evening. Uh, so, um... Uh, this is going to be a uh, hello, family fantasy RPG. Thank you for tuning in. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a little bit of a test stream um, uh, tonight. So there may be a couple of hiccups and a couple of little bumps in the road as we go through today, because uh, well, uh, during the time that we've been off, we've uh, been off due to some scheduling issues, due to some technical issues. Um, it, technical being the computer packed up, completely packed up, and. Uh, Managed to fix it, fortunately, but also then ended up reinstalling and relocating everything onto a new technical things. So now um, now we've got everything back up and running. This means that I've had to set up everything again. Unfortunately, it looks like we've got all of our uh, all of our niceties here set up. So microphone, uh, the guys. But please chat. Let us know if you can't hear anything, if you can't see anything, if something seems amiss. Please let us know, um, because there, as I said, may be some teething issues. Fortunately, one of the issues we shouldn't have tonight, because I think we've all been in this position for a while, and we've all managed in our own different ways to solve it, is it's been very hot recently, and being cooped up inside against the computer can be a bit challenging. But as you may have noticed, I have a fan now. It arrived literally today. I assembled it just before we came live on air, and it is... Uh, it's glorious. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm loving it. It's nice and cool. <laughs> That's what we need, especially when you've got all of this around you, keeping you nice and warm. So uh, hopefully I'm not going to melt during today's stream. And it looks like the rest of you are also keeping pretty cool in your various setups because it's a bunch of cool yep. guys. I live in a hole under the ground. I'm essentially a hobbit in real life. Also very cool as well, uh, being, being subterranean, which is great. Uh, can't argue with that um so um so yeah and other things that have been going on so obviously we've had some scheduling uh issues um with either myself or some of the guys not being available and so we've had to move things around as best we can and the cage has also had some scheduling issues in fact the cage's scheduling issues have been extended for quite a while so it looks like we won't be picking up the cage again until possibly mid-august at the earliest so that means we're going to be uh, a bit uh, a bit missing out on on that content but it will be back we will be back once everyone can make it just various with everything opening up in the uk people's uh, jobs have started moving around and so it's you know trying to figure out and slot everyone in as best as we can but in the meantime there is still plenty of stuff to look forward to and we'll be having uh, hopefully an extra session or two of the many lands campaign as we'll now have an extra thursday evening where i'm available and the rest of you hopefully are available uh to record and uh, jump into some stuff here now that the team of course have arrived in the dragonborn kingdom of richier we've got uh, a whole new world to explore and so some extra sessions to do so feels like feels okay by me so um with that out of the way i should say um one last shameless plug i don't have the hotkeys prepared for shameless plugs so i won't make the noise but we'll, we'll get that next time um 
is uh, you. Uh, we talked about it a while ago, but to reiterate, our um, uh, our podcast series Baudoa is um, getting its first um, animate sort of animated, but it's uh, it's graphic accompaniment. It's video accompaniment uh, should be released. Hope I'm hoping next week. I'm nearly finished editing it. Um, it's been on the back burner while I've been predisposed with, uh, you know, scheduling things and work and things. Uh, but it hopefully will be uh, dropping next week, if not the week after. I will keep you guys updated on the live stream and, of course, um, via our social media as well. If you're not following us uh, on social media, it's all at Slice and D6. Um, yeah, give us a give us a cheeky follow. Uh, I believe there's links to it uh, down on our Twitch page. Um, if you click on the social button i think um but anyway that out of the side uh, out of the side out of the way outside <laughs> guys the rest of you do you have any points of order any shameless plugs before we jump into tonight's session no uh on a personal note it's great to see you all uh good to be back yay uh, okay. If you're allowed to say stuff like that, then yes, hooray! Welcome. Uh, very yeah. happy. Yes, of course you're allowed to say. You say you're allowed to say whatever you want within reason. <laughs> uh, all right. So without any further ado, let's jump into tonight's session of the Many Dance campaign here on Slice and Dice. And we are back. So, guys, last time on the Minions campaign, uh, you guys were uh, finally reunited in uh, the Eyrie uh, with, uh, of course, the uh, the Aracocra monks uh, there, playing host to both yourselves and the Wyvern Riders uh, from the Dragonborn Kingdom, uh, led by uh, Drez, uh, who has kind of befriended Brucon. There's a there's a weird kind of bro kind of you know rivalry like the 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 buds but they're also rivals it's it's an interesting relationship between the two of them uh, and you're also accompanied by greenblade the ranger who brought uh, brought you guys uh, the bone dagger at Seth's request because Seth uh, has a plan apparently or, or at least wants to keep an eye on the the bone dagger to make sure the red mages don't get it and if you guys have it it's less likely the red mages will pick it up or so the theory is anyway um 
So, uh, finally, after being reunited, uh, after some less than reassuring discussion with Drez, it was a, <laughs> enemies to lovers trope alert. Yeah, could be, could be between <laughs> between uh, Brucon and Drez. I guess we'll see. Um, uh, it was uh, a discussion between uh, you guys that was less than reassuring from Drez about the fates that could befall you upon being taken before the king in Rachir. Uh, you guys were, yes, very hesitant to go along uh, with Drez at first, uh, and you had every right to be, because he was not, even under Zone of Truth, he was not guaranteeing you any uh, safe return to Burekrin after seeing the king. Uh, in fact, um, the discussion centred around Neris, of course. Uh, there is the sort of side note that you guys were believed or alleged to have been spies from Burekrin, but it seems the king would take a big interest in uh, Neris uh, because of being an elf with dragonborn scales, and that uh, scales no less of um, Ushtag, the great red dragon, the deceiver, uh, a blight upon the many lands back in the day. Uh, it seems highly suspicious and highly interesting. Uh, and so uh, apparently uh, members Members of that clan that followed Ushtag, Clan Ushbek, from way back when, were exiled uh, from uh, from Rachir. Many were taken prisoner, some were slain, and others escaped. And so, with those three options, none of those sound great as far as Neris is concerned. So, you guys were rightly uh, cautious about uh, continuing uh, with these guys. However, however, um, you were kind of coerced a bit because the number of wyverns that were against you could prove a problem if you were to take these guys on in a fight um and you then were given some uh some provisions some uh glimmer of hope from your ranger companion greenblade as he had not been summoned to a cheer he was not there when you guys uh, attacked uh, the eerie to try and liberate it from the manticores and so the Dragonborn didn't seem to have an interest in him. So he's agreed to go back to the Moonrunners, who, as you know, uh, are a group of smugglers who move between the border between Rachir and Burekrin. Uh, and those guys owe you a favour anyway after uh, some work that you did for them. Uh, although Greenblade is not aware of this, but that's certainly going to be useful to you. He's going to report back to them and hopefully uh, get some friends on the inside of uh, Rachir for you, should you need to escape in a covert manner from the Dragonborn Kingdom. You may have some people to help you do that. And the Moonrunners do smuggle people as well, so this would be within their remit. So that, with that hope uh, latched onto, you guys, tersely, and eventually uh, rode on Wyverns, or were carried in Malar's case by Wyvern, across the border and into Rachir. And it's quite a different sight uh, from Burekrin. The lush greenery of Burekrin is left far behind, and instead a, a much more brown and grey, kind of desolate uh, place. Uh, before you, potmarked by uh, the great settlements with jagged um, uh, bronze-tipped uh, structures uh, lining the sky. The most impressive of which, most impressive of which, sorry my words, uh, was the palace of Herthir, which gleamed in the sunlight with, uh, it seems the entire palace appears to be plated or at least sort of uh, it, it gilded in a sense, <laughs> it, but in, uh, in bronze. Uh, and there's a very large uh, kind of, I guess, landing area which you guys were taken to uh, with the, by the Wyverns before being ushered inside by the guards. Now, before the guards took you inside, the head of the royal guard, obviously, 
because the king does not want to have uh, people with weapons, uh, strangers, perhaps spies with weapons in front of him, demanded that your weapons were taken. And so hesitantly, uh, you all gave over your weapons. For Seth, this took a very long time. And whilst Seth was giving over all of his weapons, attempting to hide one of his 13 or so weapons, Malar used the moment of distraction to take the bone dagger from Leobrin and try and for lack of a better word, snort it up his trunk. Um, this did not work. Uh, it it didn't prove fatal for Malar. It could have, but it didn't. Uh, instead, uh, it, uh, you were soon discovered to have the bone dagger and the captain, not seeming to pay much attention to it other than its ornate look, tucked it into his belt and so currently has the dagger on him. Uh, and the rest of the guards have taken the rest of your weapons. You were then led to a waiting room to await uh, being summoned before the king. And bef uh, as we left last time, you had just been summoned. And before leaving the waiting room, you were uh, the spellcasters were asked to uh, give their spellcasting stuff over. Malar, being the convincing somehow chap that he is, a man of the cloth, was able to hang on to his holy symbol. Uh, however, Leobrin has given over his uh, tome, which was very carefully placed in a sack uh, along with uh, <laughs> along with Brina's uh, leather-bound tome that's been uh, put in the bag and Neris's ring which is her arcane focus has also uh, been put in the bag as for the rest of you Seth hasn't paid attention to you needing any sort of arcane focus you know given how many weapons you have didn't seem like a spellcastery type and you've also all noted that inside the palace there is an anti-magic field Brina made you aware of this uh, when you entered she was the the one to detect there was some some sort of dampener going on on any sort of magic within and that's uh where we're going to pick things up now so you guys are uh, led into um uh, you're led through many corridors again it's got this kind of parisian medieval feel to it the corridors there aren't there aren't any windows through here it seems you're moving further into the center of the palace um, but it's still got the very high ceilings. Um, and as you kind of look up, as you continue through, um, you can see these kind of motifs on the ceiling, almost like kind of reminiscent, I guess, of stalactites. But imagine stalactites that are um, ornately uh, decorated with sort of dragon uh, gargoyle type creatures and, and the like going on. That That's the kind of feel as you go through here. This place has some serious history behind it. And many of these uh, gargoyle dragons have open mouths with small candles within seem to light the area. As you're led um, through these corridors, a couple of twists and turns later, you can see a much larger room spilling out ahead of you. What first uh, takes your notice, those of you in front, is um, you can see a very sm what appears to be a very small chair uh, in the mouth of a very large uh, uh, remnant or skeleton of a dragon skull. We can see the great maw <coughs> of a great dragon sort of right behind this, uh, this seat. And you can see there is a single, single humanoid dragonborn, surprisingly upon uh, this uh, this chair or throne if you will as you step into the room you can now see uh, that you are in fact in the throne room and it's uh, there is a nice uh, few steps leading up to the throne itself 
As you get closer, you notice the throne itself also appears to be made out of this same kind of dragon bone. It looks like it's got many sort of teeth poking out of it. It doesn't look very comfortable to sit on. But nonetheless, uh, uh, you can see the king in his uh, with his crown. Very uh, beautiful piece, made entirely of bronze. Um, indicative of the kind of style that you've seen throughout uh, the palace at the moment. Uh, sitting before you, not looking best pleased, but uh, kind of a bit grumpy, like he's been there a bit too long. And standing next to him, uh, a very obedient uh, servant in a long, um, in a long brown robe. Kind of, it's not sackcloth. It looks like it's a, a much finer material that this particular person is wearing. Uh, standing, uh, standing next to him on the on his left, and on his right, uh, you can see a much smaller figure. Uh, this appears to be a kobold. Uh, with a jester hat on, uh, in the colours of uh, in the colours of green, uh, red. You see also some uh, some gold, uh, some blue, white, silver, uh, and bronze as well. There's a, a, a mix of colours there. Um, those of you who are uh, religion trained may uh, can make a religion check, or if you're history uh, trained, you can make a history check. Let's get my <coughs> history on, or not, as the case may be. I don't even know oh. why I pretended to look see if I had religion as history trained. <laughs> there was a there was a brief moment where um, Gamblor, the god of random number generators, uh, dangled a natural twenty in front of me there, but instead I came away with an eleven. <laughs> no, so close, so close. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Brucon, you're leading the pack. I only got six on my religion check. Ooh, dear. All right. Uh, how about a twenty-one on history? Oh, Leobrin, you start. Oh, dang! Now, Leobrin has a has a unique insight into um, into Rachir anyway, as it was established in the last session, because Loranlas, the Forest Nation, which is across the Westry from Rachir, um, actually have okay trading relations. Westry. Whereas, hmm, fucking Westry. The Westry, yes, um, have actual have, have relatively good trading relations. Um, they're quite different peoples, but they have no quarrel. Uh, whereas uh, Burakrin and Richir, really not really not good relationship at all. And so you know, it's they're much more likely to spread illicit rumors about each other. Whereas you know, Loran Lass might be a bit more factual in their knowledge about um, about Richir. And so you would recognise that that, and also being a courtier as well, this definitely uh, helps with you. You know, a court jester is um well you know the fae like their frivolity so a, a jester kind of fits in quite well in that respect um seems quite unusual given what you understand of um of the dragonborn who seem to be a bit more straight laced they don't seem to be mm. comedic as such but you do recognize that the seven colors that this uh jester is wearing would signify the seven different dragon gods of old the seven great dragons um each mm. you know a color of each of them uh, so you would recognize that that's a, a nod to all of those and you also remember that the crown on the um on the Richiri flag also has uh, a um has a jewel each of the different um colors of of the the dragon gods they're very important to the dragonborn people so you would recognize those the colorings would recognize that anyway um pulling your focus from these three figures at the center kind of pulling your focus out a bit you can see sort of lining the walls are other subjects uh, that seem to be did, watching did, over. Did Brucon's 11, did 
did Brucon's Eleven get any any knowledge at all about any of this? Or so you wouldn't have got. Them? So you wouldn't have got that much. You wouldn't have got what Leobrin got. But I tell you, I tell you what, um, Mala and Brucon with your eleven and six, uh, especially given your upbringing in Burekrin, um yeah, yeah. The the whole having a jester seems really odd. Like you know. Right. Dragonborn don't have a sense of humor. In fact, Drez seemed odd because he was quite jovial. That that took you by surprise. A court gesture, it just kind of seems like, are they for real? Uh, uh, is this really a thing? You kind of, it, it, you almost feel a bit suspicious about the fact there's a uh, jester here. It's a, bit, it's a bit like if you walked into the House of Commons and then the Speaker of the House had like a big squeaky child's toy uh, oh, as their like. That's like, that's it. It feels ridiculous. Like, on, yeah. Right. It feels completely is perverse. It a, is it a Dragonborn? Jester. It's a kobold gesture. Kobold gesture, sorry. Kobold hmm. of you to ask. Oi. Yes, uh, and and yeah. there is a. I mean, you would understand, of course, Leo Bryn, that uh, it's called. You know, it's the Dragonborn Kingdom. There are kobolds here and lizard folk, but yeah. they're um, they're not as common, and they they are a bit chastised by the Dragonborn for the, for the most part. There's a, it, it kind of in a similar way that in Burekrin, the Dragonborn seem to be a bit maligned. There seems to be a bit of mm. that here. Um, it's racism uh, bigotry everywhere. Yeah, ap- apparently so. And I guess you would also kind of get that that kind of social hierarchy as well, in the sense that the Fey and then the kind of the elves of Loranlas mm. kind of are below them in the hierarchy. So you know, you yeah, politically you yeah. understand that yeah. there is this bigot kind of bigotry hierarchy, which isn't great, but it it's unfortunately seems to be prevalent here as well. There's some um, prejudice. There's some assumptions that uh, that uh, Burekrin have over the Dragonborn, uh, and oh my God, they have a jester. They have no sense of humour, famously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there are a lot of stereotypes flying around here at the moment that are being shattered all over the place. My, your your whole close-minded view of the world has been sh- torn apart. Uh, yes, eyes have been opened, and as I said, there are many subjects lining the walls as well. Um, you recognise many uh, different, uh, many different kinds of uh, dragonborn. Some of which um, seem to be a, a higher in status. Others seem to be servants. Um, occasional, you get occasional glimpses of different um, shadings, different sort of patches of different coloured scales. There seems to be representation from each of the major uh, dragonborn factions, if you like, or clans uh, here present for this meeting. So the uh, the dragonborn in the robe to the left of the king uh, sort of uh, clears his throat and uh, raises a hand to signal uh, all of you to stop as you have entered the room. We stop. We stop. You might have to hold hold Neris back. <laughs> Just keep going. Uh, no, she'll, 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 just walks straight through the throne room and out the other side. <laughs> She's just Visited, lemmings her done. way through. <laughs> Tick, done. Straight off the cliff, done. There we go. Um, yeah, uh, you'll stop. And the, uh, the one in the robes appears to be an advisor of sorts um, and speaks to you in common. It says, You are now in the presence of King Zarndak. The king, rightful king of Rachir, of the Dragonborn Kingdom of Rachir. Uh, since we've since we've come in, has anyone bowed as they've come in or done anything or done any type of like 
Nobody's bowed to you, no. No, to the king. Um, the subjects were already in the room, um, but um, but as uh, as this advisor proclaims and signals his hand up in the air, you notice the subjects around all bow respectfully. Can I imitate that? You can. You can, of course, imitate that. I love the specificity. If not, can I also bow? Can I imitate the people bowing? I'm not bowing myself. I'm just copying copying. them. I'm doing it ironically. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm being respectful because I don't want to die yet. Okay, um, that's that's a good call. Self-preservation. The rest of you also also bowing. Yeah, Mal will um, take a knee, as it were, or swoop, or whatever. Does Neris bow? As as well, I bow, I'm going to elbow Neris a little bit. I'm going to elbow Neris a little bit and be like, "Got down." Well, Neris got a natural one on that roll. She stands firm. Uh, Brucon also um, does not bow. He does oh, a, uh, so Brucon does a kind of a nod. Oh, yeah. and it's sort of it's sort of think, banking on being a bit sort of pre-bowed. Uh, and just kind of like, like, like <laughs> I, I, I made a motion that let's let's see if that um, let's uh, uh, he's running that up the flagpole and seeing if it salutes. I do not wish to tear my suit, <laughs> so I will. Yeah. I'm I'm going to move. Yeah, Brucon is obviously not from Brucon. Go on, James. Just going to move slightly further away from Brucon and there, like <laughs> not with them. Yeah. By the way, Brucon is very conspicuously wearing his regular. I mean, you know, Brucon is always a sharply a sharp dressed man, but um, he's he's definitely not wearing his uh, waistcoat, waistcoat of, of, of gleaming. <laughs> he's 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 in his regular kex, and, and yeah, he, he just kind of is a like just when you acknowledge somebody in the street, like, all right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, it's the up nod. That's it. Yeah, it's the up nod. Um, Neris stares just fixedly, doesn't move. With that cold, det- well, that quite hot determination, I guess, because you know, fiery lady, um, that that you've seen many times with her, that smolder. Uh, Brina, on the other hand, immediately bows down, prostrate next to Malar, like really goes into the bow, uh, hands and knees, and then stands up again. Uh, it looks like she may have accidentally fallen over when she went to bow, um, as is Brina's usual gait. Um, <laughs> and anyway. There is a, a moment where the uh, the advisor kind of looks over to Neris and uh, acknowledges Brucon, then kind of looks to the king to see the king's reaction. Just wave, waves it on. Um, the advisor um, si- uh, st- moves over to uh, moves over to the king and whispers something in his ear. Um, if you spoke draconic, you would understand what's being said. Um, if you, provided you did a perception check, I don't think any of you do apart from Neris. So I will roll a perception check for Neris. Jack will know what Jack says. <laughs> well, yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, she, that's not high enough, even with her perception score. That's not going to help. Um, so she doesn't really catch what's being said here. Um, but you can see the king's saying something in Draconic to uh, the advisor before turning back to the rest of you uh, noticeably he's now standing next to the throne, he's a lot closer than he was before, for practical reasons you have uh, been accused of being spies from 
our neighbors in Burakrin. What say you in your defense? Uh, innocent and also why have we been accused? I think that's because we were in territory they claim is theirs um, as people from other nations. Um, as you can see, we are a multicultural group, uh, also a large group, um, neither of which are good recipes for spying. Um, it's we also, also not very subtle. Yes, we're very noticeable. We're from multiple different nations, um, and uh, we showed ourselves to you very promptly while rescuing some of your citizens. And the other kingdom kind of sucks. And at least some of us are uh, not particularly friendly to the nation you think we're spies for. You see, the king actually kind of takes his hand out of his, uh, off of his, uh, uh, takes his hand away from his chin uh, when you say about not being friendly to, uh, to Burekrin necessarily, and looks pointedly over at Leobrin, kind of studying you for a moment, looking you top to toe, and then whispers to the, uh, to the advisor. Um, which of our citizens did you save, you say? Uh, we came up to, to rescue the Arakokra at the temple. They had been um, uh, enslaved by some manticores uh, to capture uh, small people, I think was their, their remit. They were looking for a specific uh, person. So they just started catching every single person. We went up, uh, discovered the problem, uh, and set about freeing them from from the problem. Could you make a perception check? Uh, sorry, persuasion check, please, Leo Grin. Sure thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, do I have anything special for this? Um, Any archfey features? Oh. Well, I mean, I can bop off a presence, but that's only ten foot. Um, You'd have to step forward to uh, be to get them in yeah. range for that, mm -hmm. which seems like a bad idea to <laughs> to just <laughs> like you're... aggressively approach the king. Yes, and uh, you have noted there are guards posted around as well, including the ones who escorted you in, of course. Uh, yeah, including the captain. Uh, don't think I have anything fancy. That's not magic can bonus this. That's fine. It's fine. I've got a plus seven. So, uh, 16. 16. Okay. Not, not, not bad. Not bad. All right. So, the moment of whispering again uh, before the advisor uh, turns back to you. Um, before he speaks, he's interrupted by uh, the, by the jester, who uh, obviously picked up on uh, what was being said. Uh, between the two of them and saying <laughs> and just starts flapping his wings as if imitating an arakot crying 
uh, before the king just swats him away, just, just hits him in the head, uh, in the back of his hand, and he promptly stops. Neris is not at all amused by this, and just <laughs> but but just turns to the rest of you and says, "The short one's name is Mirth." So she cl- clocked what was being said between them and caught that. Cool. What? Is so, uh, uh, recognize him? How tall is the kobold relative to Brucon? Out of interest, kobold is about sort of more like Brina's height, so Brucon would be a foot taller at least. Right. Okay. Brucon, Brucon's gaze quickly flicks to Brina, and then he goes, "No way, no!" And then looks back at the kobold. <laughs> right. Got it. Gotcha. Uh, the advisor mm-hmm. then, uh, after that interruption, uh, then uh, uh, speaks back. His Majesty was informed that it was you who brought the manticores to the Eyrie. Our source told us that manticores were working on behalf of Bulacrin. This is what we were told. That, then why would the why would they have made the Aracocra kidnap Bulacrin citizens? Oh. You, you tell us. Why were they trying to kidnap Burakun citizens? We, uh, the, we, we didn't get the full story on that in fairness, but um, they seemed to be uh, operating under the instructions of some kind of uh, a, you know, other, other entity, a druid or, or somebody. They, they, they were, um, from what we saw when we uh, first went in there, they were... Um, and actually, what we overheard of their discussions, they were um, acting under the command of an individual, um, and uh, that individual escaped before we were able to uh, find out more about their purposes. But uh, as as my colleague here says, if they were working for a bureaucrat, then um, it's it's uh, pretty curious. Uh, I mean, I could understand if you if if you know if this was uh, your classic attempt at a, establishing a casus belli, then. Fair enough, but uh, has bu- but you know, using it as a pretext for sending some spies into Rajir in a very obvious sort of way just doesn't seem to scan to me. Um, says Brucon, and then he pulls out his um, hip flask and takes a click, click, click. Brucon, can you make a persuasion check? Uh, there is a pause after Brucon finishes speaking as the Dragonborn tried to take in and filter out the jargon from what he was actually saying. Yeah, yeah. Baffle them with words, Brucon. Baffle them with your words. Uh, right, persuasion. Can I... Filibuster! Ooh. No. <laughs> Ooh. Can I... Is it good, or can I try and assist you in your... No, no assistance needed. That is a 24. Ooh. Now, when you mentioned the druid, there was an... There was an audible sort of uh, murmur of uncertainty. The advisor turns to the uh, to the king and relays what you've been saying as best as he can. You notice he pauses occasionally and has to think about how how to say what you said in a way that the, that you know would translate properly. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, some of the metaphors don't really work. Um, so uh, anyway, um, <laughs> eventually, um, uh, following the discussion, turns back to you. Can you describe this druid for us? Uh, um, because Brucon did see her. It was a, it was a it was a she, wasn't it? I'm, I'm... Been so you had long. been told she was. You had been told it was a she. I don't recall if you actually saw them in the. Flare. I thought Brucon. I thought Brucon did see her because he was the one who dashed into the 
um, he, he, you know, while the other group were throwing up um, illusory dragons to distract, uh, yeah. Brucon made a beeline into the main chamber towards where the uh, the little people of um, Hilberg had been um, in, incarcerated, and I think he did see. Ah, no. As, as much as it's been a while, but I, mm. I, I thought I remember Rukon at least getting a glimpse of them. Um, can, I, a history check to you see. You can make you a hit. Yeah, them? yeah. In fact, um, you can make a history check. Leobrin, you can make a history check. Uh, I, like I think the, actually the, no sorry Ooh. you can all make history checks yes it's just I'm some of you are more a... likely to, to succeed than others you'll have yes. different DCs uh, that, that history check for Brucon was 21 21 okay we definitely saw an eagle laugh at us uh, well, mm. me. I'm just we did well remembered we did um, histoire, but wasn't, um, wasn't the eagle laughing at us the eagle that you cast speak of animals on from the party the I mean, I bounty hunt trackers. I like it, I can't speak with animals on myself. So Sorry, I was yeah. talking up. I um, was saying, "Hello, can you help us?" And it went, "Nah." Like, wasn't that the eagle that was with the bounty hunters that we killed? Um, it wasn't with the bounty hunters, but um, because you, I, I'm gonna say that we don't need the history check because you guys have already remembered. So, twenty, um, twenty-two, 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 twenty-one. Okay, you guys have got this. So, okay, we can give it to you nice and clear. So, Leobrin, you remember? Yes, when you cast speak with animals, it's when you were tracking to try and find Greenblade and um, uh, and separately and again Jackburn, at the mountain top. When you were we when the same. Yes, so it was yeah, the in same the woods, one. But also up on the mountain. And then yeah. you saw it up in the Eyrie um, when, yeah. uh, just before the illusionary dragon bit, that as an eagle, the same eagle, was in the central tree in the Eyrie. And then it flew off yeah. just as uh, just as shit hit the fang. It. Pretty, uh, yeah. yeah. This fang. Was that shit hit the fang? Oh, no, okay. No, no. We... I, thought I think I good. said fang um, by accident. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah, carry on. So yes, you do. So you do recall. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you can relay this however you wish, but yes, you've got the information there. Um, so we didn't see them. We didn't, so didn't see, see a, them as a druid, but the yeah. druid in person. We were, uh, we but we were told about a druid, right? Someone, yes, you told. told yeah, um, it was, was the told us some yeah, kind of some kind talent. of elf. Um, you were told, and female. You mm. you know this. Yeah, that this this is what you the, were told. The described a um, uh, an el a female elf. It was a druid that was approaching. We only interacted with, I believe, that druid while they were in eagle form, um, mostly because I, I tried talking with the eagle because uh, I can speak with animals, and the eagle just kept laughing at me and flying, flying away, which is not my usual response from animals. Usually they're quite happy to hear from me because they don't get many conversations. Um, yes. Uh, that's my point um you see the advisor um translates what you say and then seems to go very loud in draconic at one particular focusing on one particular point that you mentioned to which if to which all of the subjects start to titter a little bit uh and then you see uh and you see murph in particular the uh the kobold jester picks up on this and starts making animal noises at you just starts going feeling somewhat uh, mocked um, thank you for the king uh, raises his like hand and everyone shuts up immediately mm. and then points to you lack of belief in my ability to talk to animals or 
Anyway, we'll gloss over that. Any more questions? Uh, the king. I have a. Actually, I have a question. The king leans over to talk um, to the uh, to his advisor, and then as soon as Brucon pipes up, he, with a look of a little bit of thunder, like the king's been interrupted. The king has been interrupted here by this guy. There's a moment, and then he just lets you speak. Brucon pauses before talking and and does a little a, a nod, you know, a kind of like. I recognise that you that you didn't immediately go to the uh, to off the off with their heads place uh, about that and says um just 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 to ask I'm just curious it was mentioned that you had uh, um, information um, that you would you had been told that uh, we were um, spies and that the Manticores were um, working for Burakrin. Um I understand, you know, information received confidentially and, uh, and and so on. But is it possible for us to know anything about this source of information? You know, we've we've made some enemies uh, over the last uh, few months. Maybe, uh, maybe it, it maybe you're being used as a as a pawn in some kind of uh, some kind of game uh, that they have. There's a bit more back and forth between the advisor and the king. For the advisor turns to you is that a pawn turn first of all uh, first of all turns back to Leobrin uh, it seems there was something they wanted to say to him before they were interrupted uh, and says uh, <clears throat> you uh, master of the of the uh, of the of the uh, of the natural world elf would you happen to be from the our neighbors in the Ranlars? Uh, Leo Brun puffs up a bit. Uh, yes, indeed. As you can tell by my garb and bearing, I'm a person of breeding. Uh, our wise and benevolent king noticed this as soon as you enter the room. I'm, I'm glad Bart picked up on the layers of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh,. We may have further to discuss with you in private after this affair is in order. Uh, that's, um... Sure, interesting to hear. As to the dwarf, Master Dwarf, our source uh, was given to us by a trusted member of the Dragonborn Council. We trust their word. Over yours, of course. That being said, with this new evidence that you have brought, there are some questions that have been raised. At this time it is hard for the it is hard for us to make a clear decision. The final decision rests in the hands of our great king, Zarndak. And whether you are in fact guilty of being spies for Burikrin or you are innocent of such a crime. There is much uh, that will uh, need to be thought over and the king will not be rushed into a decision on this. If you have any further evidence, this is your opportunity to bring it forward. I, I would like to know what evidence there is that we are spies. Because at the moment we've, we have a long list of reasons why we're not. Um... 
but so far the reason for why we are spies is someone said so. Can you make a persuasion check, please? Can I assist them just by also saying um, one of our party also spent a week with your guards while we escorted the children back to their local town uh, and during that time nothing happened I'm sure that he, your captain of your knights that we become a comp uh, acquainted with will be able to speak on our behalf that we helped them in dispatching the manticores yes you can yeah I'll with that with advantage. with you actually providing that information, yes, sure, go go for it. You can have advantage. Yeah. Uh, didn't make it better. It's okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, all right. There is again discussion between the advisor and the king, and then one of the subjects sort of strides forward out of the ranks, very loudly and draconic. Seems a bit pissed off, um, banging his chest. This one you can see um, has a few um, a patch of blue scales on his neck, um, and is but is in a very very fine uh, silken uh, robe and with a very large sort of um, almost mayoral like um, uh, neck piece necklace piece uh, about him. Um, so yeah, he, he you can tell immediately that that he seems to be a little bit annoyed by what's been said. But uh, you're welcome to make insight checks if you'd like to know anything more than that. Yes, I want to know who my opposition yeah. is. I have no draconic. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Oh. So I'm not giving you guys this advantage because you're just trying to read body language. It just means you won't get as much information, obviously, because you can't understand what they're saying. Um, yeah. Any advance on twenty? No. I also got twenty. Okay, great. Um, so the two of you, and then ah, oh, never mind, Brucon. You've got it. You've got enough going on. It's cool. Uh, so Leo Isn't and that most of your modifier. <laughs> it probably is actually. So Leo and Malar, um, you get immediately by this guy's uh, body language. Not only that uh, that he's annoyed, but the the way that he's reacted to um, it seems from what Seth uh, has added to the equation, it seems that um, uh, uh, that this guy seems to be in some way in charge or you know some certainly some kind of uh, leader type perhaps of the wyvern riders or uh, maybe of mm. particularly of that group of wyvern riders i guess you would also with your um passive perception i'll say for both of you actually because we've already highlighted the blue patch of scales you would also recall that drez um has a patch of blue scales as well um Unfortunately, you weren't in the conversation with Brucon, so I can't give you more than that from from other ties. But, but yeah, you uh, so you recognise that this guy definitely seems related to the Wyvern Riders in some way. But uh, you are then taken a little bit by surprise from what the advisor then uh, translates to you and says, "This is uh, it seems our Lord uh, Galadan is uh, a little." Uh, offended about um, the uh, questioning of the source for it was his uh, informant that was that was given the information and it is his wife and riders who were dispatched to uh, assist in uh, in the Erie yeah, I, great guys excellent at killing manticores yes the, the wife and riders were 
vital in us not failing uh, in our. We were very, very outnumbered when uh, when the Manticores arrived, uh, when the Wyvern Riders arrived and helped and saved the day. Um, we are not casting any aspersions against them, um, but you say uh, the Lord Caladan says uh, it was one of his people who was informed. So there's actually a chain of information, um, and where that information came on came from is probably uh, the probably a troublemaker if they're trying to spread false information hmm. uh, Leo Bryn um, I would, uh, for this can you make a yeah this will be a persuasion check but um, it's going to be a difficult one because these are quite these are quite big claims that you're making uh, about about I troublemakers I in tons of flattery in that no the flattery well, the, the flattery will help don't, don't get me wrong but um but given that it is quite the accusation that you're coming out with um i think in this situation disadvantage very, very pointedly saying that it is not the dragonborn mm, yeah that's immediately i went it's, no, it, it's just yeah, it's, that, it goes against true. the grain from for dc them for 30 this. to dc 28 that was good flattery <laughs> The DC certainly has okay. changed. Um, it's just the, the disadvantage is still there because it's can, can Brucon attempts to hang on. Can Brucon attempts to help Leoberin by um, saying, "Yes, I, uh, the the week I spent with um, Drez, I can't. I was having a quick look now to see if I. I know I recorded his clan name, family name, whatever the convention is, but um, oh, Lambold it was. Lambold, thank you. Yeah, so Brucon steps forward and says. Oh yes, absolutely. I spent a week with um, Dres uh, Clan Lambold, and um, as as his, uh, I don't know, um, insurance, I suppose. Um, and uh, and he treated me uh, very well. We got on, uh, we, we got on sp- uh, spiffingly. He uh, he shared with me your fine um, local uh, moonshine substance. Uh, it was lovely. The, the fiery fiery drinky stuff. Uh, very good. Um, no, we, we we certainly wouldn't wish to uh, suggest that the that the Wyvern Riders are uh, are unreliable. They were. They were uh, dragons of the dragonborn of their word, and uh, and helped us out in a in a real jam. Um, so okay, uh, so for this, um, because there was a bit of flattery in there, a little bit of not lying, but certainly omissions of of certain things that happened there. Brucon, if you make a successful deception check, you can give Br- uh, Leobra an advantage <laughs> on the check. Okay, well here we go. Let's see how this one works out. Okay. So that will men- mean you have a straight roll rather than disadvantage. Once, once again. Once again, really balanced on the cusp there, but it landed. It landed. It went my way. That's a nineteen. All right. Oh. So Leo Brin, it's just a straight roll rather than disadvantage okay. on this. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. I didn't realize it was disadvantage first, so I'll go with what I had rolled. Okay. Uh, twenty-one. Ooh. Okay. You guys, good. Good job. You got the right people doing the right things today and rolling well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think much more that second. Much bit more that for you. Yeah. Three <laughs> That's seven. I've rolled a seventeen, uh, but have plus two. So yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So um, there is a moment um, as this information is relayed, and you see Caladan uh, 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 at first when he's saying about you know how great the Lambolds are, um, kind of turns around to the subjects there and makes a bit of a show of himself. Kind of puffs out his chest, beats his chest a bit, and. Uh, and seems to make some kind of joke. And then, yeah, some some mirth, some humour around the audience, uh, including mirth. The jester. Brucon nudges. Brucon nudges Neris and goes, "Did you get that?" Neris is still <laughs> staring at the king, and the king is staring 
just as coldly at uh, Caladan, who's making a bit of an ass of himself at this point. Okay, Brookong, Brookong, okay so Brookong nudges her a bit and goes, did you get that? Looks up at her and goes, oh, yeah, I can see you've got other things on your mind. Never mind. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, yes, uh, the king is staring at Caladan. The advisor continues speaking uh, in Draconic, and you see the mood change all of a sudden. Caladan sort of drops his arms and turns around and kind of stares daggers at Leoberin from uh, about uh, the informant before turning to the king, and um, and you can see his stance changes, his, shoulder, his shoulders drop. He's quite a big guy, quite a big imposing, even for a dragonborn, this uh, Caladan, quite a big... Um, a uh, bit of a gut, a bit of a, a just big in all aspects, uh, chap. Uh, and then looks over to the king and kind of holds out his arms in a not not quite pleading, but certainly imploring uh, uh, the the king. And uh, uh, Neris kind of mut- because this is very loud. Neris mutters to the rest of you without breaking eye contact with the king. Uh, says, uh, uh, "This guy thinks that his source is reliable." And it's her word against ours. Her word. She wants. She breaks eye contact for a second. Her word. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then looks back at uh, back at the king. Perhaps some kind of druid. <laughs> Who knows? Of the pointy-eared persuasion. The king uh, waves away Caladan. Caladan backs away back into into line into step with the rest of the subjects and then looks beholds the rest of you for a moment you you guys in the middle looking from one to the other kind of lingers on leobrin for a moment and then lastly locks eyes with neris and there's a moment of recognition uh, between him and her before father Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Before, uh, without breaking our contact, leans over to the advisor and uh, starts whispering in Draconic. Okay. So. What you have provided for us today certainly has raised some questions about uh, the information that we were given. It does not entirely absolve you of what you are being accused of. He then turns back to the to the king. The king hasn't given him all the information yet. There's a again, the king's regarding all of you. Um You can make you can make insight checks if you'd like to try and read his body language about what's going on here. I think James just dropped out of the voice chat, FYI. Okay. So... Thank you. Mind Thanks for letting me know. Let me keep it. And that sounds like he's back. Yep, he, he's, he's James, registering. Have we got you? Oh, no. Ah, oh, buddy. No. James? Hello? Oh, yeah, there Hello. we go. Gotcha. We've got ah. you. You're back. back. Inside Jack, I'm back. Jack, yeah? I'm back. Sorry. Some, did someone want me in that minute I was gone. Yeah, well, get up off of that thing. We offered the opportunity to do insight checks. Yes. Um, ah, okay. You're trying to show you're reading the king's body language about what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, a 20. Not natural. 
I like Ooh. it. Twenty's good. Twenty's enough. So remember, I will come to you, Rukon. Anyone else? What would you guys? Ten. Get? Ten, Seth. All right. Leo Bryn? Not nothing to be worried about. <laughs> Less than ten. Okay. Six. Six. All right. Malar. Also ten. Okay. So the three of you. So Brucon, you'll get more information. You three. It's kind of hard to read. No, no. He's uh, he is looking at you in the almost in the. It's a bit unnerving. It's the kind of way that uh, it's the kind of way that those wyverns looked at you when you first started fighting them. Uh, or the manticores looked at you like you're a meal, like you're something, an aperitif. You're something that can easily be. I'm a real removed. snack. You're a real snack. Yes, it's got hungry eyes, but not in the uh, not in not in that way. In certainly in the uh, in the hungry. in the mu- in the mu- <laughs> hungry eyes. Much more in the uh, uh, I-, I could uh, do whatever I like and uh, remove you from this earth, and it would not. I would not bat an eyelid about it. Um, a cold stare indeed. Brucon, however, with your 20, and given your monk training, actually, it's quite appropriate that you, you got a good role on this because, you know, you, especially given your experience with the Aracocra, who you had to read body language from, you could not understand what they were saying and they couldn't understand you for the most part. Fists are the window to the soul. Yes. Um, your monk-like insight, your intuition tells you that the king seems to be grasping with uh, something about the lot of you he he's not he's looking he seems to be looking at you without wanting to be too obvious it seems that he is sizing you up as if he has a use for you as if there's you fit into something that he wants but he doesn't want to he's give got that an away planned for us he's got something <laughs> in mind for you uh, perhaps a patron or whatever um yeah, yeah. he has he has plans for you uh He's not only making plans for Nigel. Uh, that was I'm sorry, that's an XTC reference. I just had to get that out there. Uh, it, it's fine. It was a deep cut. It's fine. Um, moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, one day, somebody will watch this and go, oh, I get that reference. And then please comment in on the YouTube chat if you got that reference. And if you didn't, don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um, okay, so, uh, so you got that, Brucon. And then the king, finally, after regarding all of you, whispers to his advisor. The advisor speaks out. Clears his throat, first of all. <clears throat> Therefore, our great king has decided that you will face trial in the morning. The trial of the seven deaths. And there's a big yeah. and there's a big cheer from the jester, uh, most of all, and the, the subjects seem quite appeased by this uh, also. Uh, my lord, seven deaths? Not just one. Why? What? What is this trial? <laughs> it is one trial, but you must face the seven deaths. If you are innocent, you will defeat the seven deaths. If you are guilty, you will be defeated by the seven deaths. It's a trial by combat, Steph. I'm sure. Is it trial by combat? Yeah. Is it trial by combat? Can we get our weapons back for trial by combat? You will have. <laughs> Your weapons will be provided to you for the trial, yes. Uh, Along with your spell things, yes, your spell things will be provided. That is fine. All of your, th- all of your, all of your items will be returned to you. The trial will be at first light tomorrow. 
Ah, oh, fantastic. But first, hang on. I'm new to this area. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the kind of climate is like. When you say first light, uh, are we are we talking? Um, you know, before the cock crow, or uh, what, what are we looking at here? I'm not a mornings person, you see. It's summer or winter? Is oh. first light 4 a.m. or like yeah? What, what, what time? The, the, the advisor kind of turns to the king like. Rickon <laughs> goes, oh, "Do you know what? Don't, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It, it is. It, it is when the first light appears on the horizon. I know. I understand. It's fine. Sun. Don't worry about it." Okay. However, that is however that is the trial of which you and you and you and you and you. So he points to Malar, points to Brina, points to Brucon, points to Seth. uh, Will face. But there is another. There is another (laughs) matter that we must attend to right now. You. Are the elf who bears the mark of Ushtag, are you not? Neris has not moved and remains unmoved. Do you have the soundboard? <laughs> I mean, I, I could. You, you can if you, you want. want, it'd be quite fun. Uh, but I'm happy to also to say fill in the blanks. Do you, do you want Neris to respond positively or negatively? Uh, yes. Just a yes. Wait, which one? <laughs> Just a yes or something close. That's right, Muff's not here, but we still have her in spirit. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Now, you won't have a soundboard for this, I think. We would like to know how you came by these scales. Yeah, no. So perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Holy shit. That was too good. Oh my god, I'm gonna uh, well th- that's definitely getting get... clipped because that needs to be it's out of the world. Clear, <laughs> Putting the soundboard away because it's too powerful. With great power. It's great responsibility. Whoa, we can handle this. <laughs> we have been told that you were a child of Kotar. Is that right? I mean, I came from there. Yeah. I was chased there, from there. And then I fled to Burekrin. If you must know. Hmm. King is very interested in Neris. How he was looking at you guys before, times two with Neris. Very interested in her. Why did you leave Kotar? I told you I fled. I was chased away. Who took you? Who chased you away? A guy called Damon? Was this an individual? Or was he part of an organization? I don't know if he acted alone, but he was one of the Red Mages. When this is put to the king, the king takes a s- adjusts his seat. Hmm. Interesting. 
is what you can tell from <laughs> from his movements. Whispers back to the uh, the advisor, uh, and then Neris just interjects at this point in draconic. She starts speaking. At, she's just because she can understand that they're whispering in draconic. She just. She, he, before she breaks into Draconic, she just goes, ah, oh, cut the crap, and then, bam, just reels off into Draconic at the king and the advisor. The advisor is completely, his eyes wide, doesn't really, you know, isn't used to this sort of insubordination. Um, doesn't really quite know how to how to deal with this. The king is uh, less perturbed and just looking, just, just completely analysing her and taking it in. He's nodding ever so slightly when she speaks. Uh, this goes back and forth for the best part of a minute and when it uh, when it reaches its end the advisor sheepishly kind of <clears throat> uh, shuffles to one side and then looks to the rest of you who clearly have not understood what's going on uh, and says your friend here has claimed that uh, that the red mages chased uh, wanted something from her and this wants something from the rest of you also. Is this true? Yes. Yes. What is it that the red mages want from you? For she did not tell us this. I'm gonna look towards the group and just... We're going to do one of those moments where we look at each other and we try and insight check each other. Like, do, do we do we tell them? But can I make an insight check? I, I'm not really understanding Malar. <laughs> <laughs> We're doomed. We're doomed. We're all doomed. Leo doomed. would lean towards uh, telling the truth in this situation. But... The Red Mages wanted an item that a small person in Burekrin had. That's why they were kidnapping small people. The king, his eyes light up, flicker. As you meant, where after you mentioned it, after this was translated, should I say to him? Ever so briefly, before he, uh, uh, before he composes himself again and uh, brings back kind of the stern features uh, that he's been holding most of the time his his resting bitch face if you like um, and uh, turns, to the, turns to the advisor and uh, whispers to him again the advisor turns back to you this uh, this item that you seek are there more of them in the world? Uh, we don't seek the item. Um, we were see we were seeking the people that were after the item because they were they burned down an establishment of someone who had it, and it was a friend of ours. They kidnapped people looking for them. We just wanted to stop them. We don't care about the item. We just we were just stopping them. Seth, can you make a because this was a bit of a grey area, 
You can choose persuasion or deception. They are both plus six. Okay. I've been prepared for this because I'm always in a grey area. So I was did like, you, I don't want to have to choose. Did you I take just an want invocation? those stats to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> do I want to do I want to hoodwink somebody? Yes. Do I care how? Yeah. Not not especially. I think as, as soon as you're fudging around the truth is deception. Yeah, I just yeah. want them both the same. So it's like, do I want to lie? Do I want to tell the truth? Doesn't matter. Um, 18. <laughs> it, it was it was certainly more deception by omission rather than outright lies, but it, um, yeah. All right. Good to know truth for the future I that I can lie. specify because they're the same. Tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, 18, you yeah. say? Okay. The, the deception description specifically includes that because they uh, know D&D players. Yeah. <laughs> this deception can encompass everything from misleading others through ambiguity <laughs> to telling outright lies. Yes, excellent. Uh, we'll keep that in mind uh, for next time. So, uh, with an 18, uh, this is relayed back. It helps, actually, that you know your deception is being translated. It makes it harder to detect a, tran- uh, a deception. But anyway... Um, uh, the uh, uh, after back and forth, the advisor says, uh, "And how do you not know that this elf here is not one of the red mages herself?" There is no way you can fake being that pissed off at someone all the time. She hates them more than anyone I've seen, and a lot of people hate me. I know what it looks like. You see the smallest of grins appear on one side of the uh, king's face before he whispers back. Does anyone else have anything to say in your elf companion's defense? I go, oh, 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 yeah, she definitely doesn't work with them. They killed her, they killed her aunt. Forgot that. I also, sorry, Neris, for being so excited about remembering that. Really sorry for your loss. And I pat her on the shoulder. And I back away a step. She just goes, don't. And just bats you away. Yeah. Lots of murder and kidnap. And um, on, on the positive side, our, our friend is a good person who has saved our lives on many occasions. Um has fixed my rough more times than I can count. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're collecting character testimony here, um, but I mean, I literally was willing to uh, give up my life to uh, save Neris. So uh, I'm, I don't know that there's anything more I could say. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you're likely to take account of this, but you know, yeah, that's 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 the I think the the um, the biggest commendation I could give, really. Yeah, she's really, mostly. I mean, she's a bit. She can be a bit, you know, um, uh, abrasive, but but she's she's. uh, I think her heart's in the right place. I've not known her very long, but she seems fine. (laughs) And if these guys trust her, then I would too. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Says Brina, who's clearly not as charismatic as she is intelligent. (laughs) Yeah, quite. And then she kind of looks looks. Slightly longingly to Malar, like, help me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, now let me introduce myself. My name is Deacon Malar Shade Creek at the Hammerfell Institute of the Age. Starting to smell uh, of roses now, because uh, of the item. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, uh, when, when I came across Ms. Neris, she was uh, uh, just, well, it was the summer of 1982. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, and sorry, yes, she has a particular mannerism about herself, but I can vouch for the fact that uh, all the rest of us uh, headed down into the into the into the darkness to retrieve Ms. Neris, and if she was working with the uh, red mages, she did an awfully good job of though uh, appearing to have been tortured. Um, she was in quite the state. I would seriously doubt that they would do that to one of their own. No, no, they 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 are pack hunters. They're better in groups, not as individuals. And Ms. Neris, if you can say anything about Ms. Neris, it's she is her own person. Uh, so it was a little bit. Dist- um, everyone was a little bit distracted uh, at at first um, in your party. The the Dragonborn were listening intently, but um, what was distracting Marla was when you first started your speech and did the ooh. Uh, everyone looked to Seth, ex- expecting his item to go off uh, that has the recording, and in fact nothing happened. <clears throat> Anti magic field. Um, but uh, anyway, this information is all uh, relayed back to the king. There is a moment of contemplation before he whispers back, and the advisor addresses you all. It is touching testimony of your friend that you believe her to be trustworthy and one of your own, and that she would lay down her life for the rest of you. In which case, we would like to offer your friend, you, looking at uh, Neris, the choice. You may face the trial of the seven deaths with the rest of your companions, or you may face it alone. You have until midnight tonight to decide. <laughs> I thought you were waiting for Neris to respond. I yes, that like would be difficult. <laughs> let, me, let me pull the soundboard up. There is much that there are many revelations that you have brought before the Dragonborn Kingdom, our exalted leader, King Zarndak, and of course, from the members of the Dragon Council. There is much that we need to discuss about this, but we will not do so in your presence. You are free to roam the rest of the city for today. You must do so under guard. Our royal guard will accompany you if you leave the palace. We will have quarters put up for you, uh, rooms put up for you inside the palace. You will stay as our guests tonight, and in the morning you will face uh, the trial. I would like... uh, I, and on behalf of the king, would like a private audience with the half-elf from Loranlas. Everyone else oh. are free to leave. Uh, one last thing, in case it helps us, you know, in case you want to take it down to like five deaths that we fight against. Um, we can also show you an illusion of what that daemon guy looks like. You wanted to know what the a druid looks like. We didn't see her, but we do know what the other leader, daemon, looks like. So we can show you his appearance, you know, take it down to maybe four deaths that we face. There's a small titter amongst the audience when this is translated. 
but the king is not laughing about this he's, he's looking at you regarding you and the advisor uh, then speaks up after being instructed this information would be of use to us you may uh, we may have a private audience with you after we have spoken to the half elf if you could wait outside you will be as you will be brought before us when we are ready for you Uh, thank you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Just leave. Uh, so you're all being ushered no. out. The guards are kind of also kind of, you know, gesticulating for people to leave through the main entrance uh, out of the thing. Now, um, the captain of the guards has been lurking at the back and he kind of then takes the lead with the rest of you. Uh, and just kind of grunts and issues to one side. You can see most of the subjects are heading uh, out. Sort of, it, it seems there is a, a, a natural uh, uh, thoroughfare, if you like, going through the uh, the palace directly uh, from the throne room uh, out towards what looks like a, a sort of a, a large entrance way uh, and a very long passage. And you can just see at the other end, it looks like a large sort of uh, large double doors. Looks like a, the main entrance. Uh, but he's issuing to for you to go off to one side, back the way that you. Uh, actually, sorry, opposite the way that you entered this area. So you may re you came from kind of the right-hand side. If you're facing the throne, you're now going off towards the left-hand side, opposite side. Um, and he's just say he just says uh, quarters, quarters, uh, and then points at Seth. You, and then points down at the ground and says, "Stay, <laughs> stay, heal." And one of the guards, one of the guards, just then stands sort of next to the spot that he's pointing to, and nods. <laughs> so, um, so, um, as you guys are shepherded out, of the, you guys are shepherded out of the room. Once the room clears, Leo Brin. Yes. You notice the just echo that's clarity, now in the chamber. Hmm? When there was the trial of seven deaths. Yes. Uh, I don't think. They pointed at Leo. Is, is Leo currently exempt? Okay, yeah, just just checking. Cool, 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 cool. So you notice now the big that now the bodies are out of the room. That actually this is a very large and echoey chamber. Uh, you only notice it when uh, like Caladan was booming that uh, um, the resonance in this place. But anyway, now that it's clear, other than yourself, the advisor, the jester, and the king, are the only ones left. Um, Yes, again, it seems a bit odd that the jester is still here. Um, anyway, the king... Um, I was going to say, everyone else can see him, right? But they, they've, they've already talked to the jester, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. Just checking it wasn't a random hallucination or god in yep. disguise. In fact, when he... Um, <laughs> when, you, uh, when you look at him uh, uh, for a moment, like, oh, what is he still doing here? He just kind of reaches behind his back and pulls out... A multicolored baton and just starts waving. Mm -hmm. And you're not sure whether he's being aggressive or he's mocking you. It's very hard to tell. Uh, anyway, the king uh, uh, whispers to the uh, to the advisor, and the advisor uh, then bows courteously and leaves the room. And then the king uh, <clears throat> adjusts himself very slightly before speaking to you in common good because I don't speak draconic hello 
your friends are going to face the trial of the seven deaths. You are of Loranlas, our allies, and one of few that yeah. we have. We do not want to cause an incident with our neighbors and with our allies, which is why you are exempt from this trial. But um, it's what we call diplomatic think... immunity. Indeed. <laughs> but but you still think that I'm a spy for bureaucrat? I do not believe you are. I also believe that you are a man of honor. I could tell from how you spoke. There is no. There is no deception around you. There is no falsehoods around you. Which, given someone in your position, is uncommon. But I see you. So I'm going to confide in you what I suspect is really happening. And you may relay this to your friends if they can keep it to themselves. I. I trust most of them uh, and the ones I don't trust I can definitely trust to keep things to themselves good <laughs> you don't know it Seth <laughs> I have not said any description of Seth I do not <laughs> I personally do not believe honestly genuinely I think the person you, who is least trustworthy is probably Brucon because he likes to get shit faced <laughs> well yes there is that <laughs> <laughs> do I... <laughs> back, back in the moment. Back in the moment. Back in the moment. Do I know a Withak? Of course I do. Corsif yeah. Withak. <laughs> He's right over there. <laughs> anyway, um, the king uh, speaks to you mm. personally. I do not think that you are in fact spies from Budokrin. I believe there is a, a there is a spy causing machinations ultimately that is meant to be against me and to dethrone me my I am the last of my line my son and heir and my wife were poisoned but a year ago it was believed to be by Burikun spies though we never found them however I believe that perhaps this is from one of the rival clans who's looking to take over the throne for themselves. I have subjected you to trial, the rest of them of you to trial. Not only not only for show, not only because it is the custom in these circumstances, for I do not want to cause any alarm or suspicion amongst the other clans, but also because I believe if they are successful that they may be able to help find the real spy and find out who is trying to attempt a coup against me. I mean, yes, I, you're not really uh, earning their trust no. By putting them into a death match. No. Um, no, but I would... usually more positive to people who don't do that. No, but unfortunately, I must, I must maintain a 
position of strength amongst my subjects. And if rumors were starting to fly that I had gone soft on the potential spies of Burekrin, the people would lose faith in me, and therefore I would lose credibility, I would lose support from the people that would be an uprising, I think, sold by whichever of these clans, and it could be more than one, to be honest, is trying to work against me. Mm. So I've had to carry on this show for now. However, I will have means to assist your companions, though it will only be slight. There are slight things that may be done to assist in what is to come. I will arrange for these items to be delivered to you ahead of the trial to make sure that at least some of you survive this. For no one has yet survived these seven deaths. The tone is really going up and down. In, in, um, I would also advise that you, you probably, uh, if, if you haven't already, looking for uh, a new partner to, to get that chain of leadership uh, relinked. It's probably a good idea. It has um, been suggested, yes, but I am hmm. I am not a transactional king. <laughs> um, I, I believe in the sanctity of my marriage to the queen, and there cannot be another. Well, it's going to get messy when you die. I am making preparations for this. It would appear that my um, my uh, brother-in-law will be taking over when I am gone, or perhaps his son, depending on when I go. But it will stay mm. in the it will stay in our clan, and that is the most important thing. Or cousins of our line, anyway. We are descendants of Zesk the first, of the first, the gold dragon. He was the most respectable, I would say, of the dragon gods. Mm. But of course, very much so. Um, in keeping my friends alive, mm -hmm. um, perhaps I should be with them. Uh, if you need me to sign something so that this is not uh, a diplomatic incident. Um, I'm very happy to. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I honestly, yeah, they they might need the extra help, especially in a tournament uh, in a in a challenge that no one has ever survived. I thought that this is what you would say. Pointed look at the king. As I said, you are. I could tell you were a elf of honor, and uh, so I, I. I'm a hun I completely understand and yes I will draft up the document for you to sign to waiver any diplomatic incident and you may join your companions in the trial that is that is that is fine by me you have I will have the king's seal on the on the uh, document I respect you. and you have my respect for this lovely well um 
I suppose that, that this isn't the deliberations on whether the, the stuff we said is true does has no effect on whether everyone goes to the trial of the seven deaths. Not now, no. Wonderful. But I, I, I it was good to have this conversation ahead of what is to come, so that uh, uh, so that we have some understanding from the other side, particularly the Red Elf, I think, could do with being reassured that not everyone is an enemy, necessarily. That's going to be a hard sell. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck. Uh, in the meantime, I'd better go prepare for your unwinnable, unwinnable um, murder match tomorrow morning. Very good. The city is yours, as I said to the others. You want to go anywhere? Under God, you can do so. And uh, yes, I will deliver the items. We will see you in the morning. Lovely. The uh, the uh, the document will be delivered to your quarters. Thank you. Along with some item that will hopefully make tomorrow easier. Yes. Uh, Abram will bow and then walk out. A little bit awkward. Uh, I can understand that. And uh, Seth, you can see how awkwardly Abram looks as he leaves the room. Now, we will wrap things up here. Um, uh, but Seth, if you're what you wanted to to say, if you think it's not going to take very long, we can squeeze it in or we can, or we can do it outside of game, whatever you'd like to do. And then next time we'll pick up with if you guys want to do anything in her fear and then the trial. Uh, I don't mind. It was, I think he just wanted me to show him what Damon looked like. Yes. But uh, hoping to make the trial easier from showing him that. That was about it. So sure, I'm sure he won't let me. He, he will allow uh, you to, to show him things, though. You can do that. Um, and yeah, the, the advisor has returned by the time that, uh, Seth, you, you go in. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he's translating, so you don't get a clue about this whole being able to speak common thing. It's that's been kept re- relatively under wraps. Um, but yes, um, you provide uh, if you want. It, so if you pref- uh, do your major images and stuff, your silent images to to show Damon and the eagle druid lady thing. Uh, most just heard that this is that this was the man who kidnapped and murdered Neris's aunt, kidnapped Neris. Burned a tavern down, instigated kidnapping children, made all their manticores attack all your citizens in the airy, the one who we fought a few times, and I'm like, we killed these ones, and showing the the one in place armor, and the other one that we killed, like we murdered his men, we killed a lot of people from them, just you know trying to build up points that we kill the red mages, and we are good people. Once this is translated, uh, the advi- and, and the king responds uh, to the to the advisor. The advisor turns to you and says, "This is most helpful uh, information." The king has said that if you survive the trial, there is much information that he can give you about the red mages that may prove helpful to your, uh, your group and to us as well that we exchange information. Yeah, we are. Our group is hoping 
I think one of our main group goals is uh, kill them all so that Neris is safe. I think it's more of a, more of our priest's goal. He was very adamant on making sure they they all died. But uh, yeah, he's quite bloodthirsty when it comes to that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that's about it. I lost my train of thought when pissing off Mala. The, the king just seems slightly amused by by uh, what you've been saying, and they're just kind of waves waves for you for you to leave. Um, and the advisor, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it, with we this thank information, you for this information, was there any chance on finding out what we could be facing in the pit tomorrow? I totally forgot. I literally changed asking about that to pissing off DK, and I was like, "What? Wait, no, there was something." Oh no, I had something I to do. To no. <clears throat> there are rumors about what these seven deaths are. These city folk whisper many different tales about what it is. Perhaps you will find the truth amongst them. Shit. Uh, you, you have, thank you, you still have time. the evening to explore the city if you wish. Thank you very much. <laughs> going to leave. And give me nothing, make me to ask other people. What is this scene, scene? Oh, so hands off, isn't it? Ugh, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. No, I can't yeah. directly tell you things. It has to be indirect. Ugh. All right. Um, so with that done, uh, you guys are free to explore the city um, of the evening and prepare yourselves for the trial in the morning. Uh, we'll discuss uh, in chat about which way you want to go ahead of the next session, and then if it is stuff in the city, we can run through that at the beginning of the next session. Just give an overview before moving on to. Uh, the trial and obviously the the gifts and documents and things that will be delivered to your quarters all that exciting stuff and folks at home don't worry because you will not have to wait two weeks for the next stream because the next session uh, I believe I'll have to double check availability but I believe we're going to be streaming next Thursday at our usual starting time of 7.30 apologies for being late today uh, transport things um, <laughs> and tech things um, so I uh, hope you can join us for that in a week's time this episode will be going up on our YouTube along with all of the other sessions so far in the Hall of the Mineral Lands campaign uh, which you can check out right now on our YouTube channel there's a link to that on our Twitch page it says catch up and it's got the YouTube logo click on that it'll take you straight to our YouTube channel so you can catch up and make sure you're all read up and watched up ahead of the next session which I'm sure is going to be a momentous one so make sure you don't miss it folks anyway uh, guys thank you so much for tuning in thank you guys for playing and uh, great to be back um, I realise no combat today but hey d and not just about combat right we've got some uh, a lot of uh, a lore and some very good roles on our I was going to say we haven't had combat in ages it's been a little while. I was going to say we haven't had in ages, but then I remember. Well, but you guys had the you, you guys had the fantastical drow adventures that I missed. And then you had the one-on-one -on -one with uh, Thingy, but that was a few. That was a little while ago now. That was yeah. a while for Brucon. Yes, but next week, seven thirty Thursday here on uh, live on Twitch. Come join us for that. Don't miss it. Thank you guys for playing. Great to be back, uh, and thank you at home for watching. Until next time, stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for choosing the Manylands campaign here on the Slice and Dice podcast. We live stream the campaign fortnightly on Thursdays at 7.30pm on our Twitch channel. Show your support and subscribe today. That's twitch.tv slash slicing d6. You can also catch up at your convenience via our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe.